Hello, and welcome to Sideways. This week, we're talking about panic. I've no idea what else we're talking about because we haven't done the episode yet, but it struck me that I've never done one of these introductions when I've been walking in the rain, and I am walking in the rain, and it's such a lovely sound and feeling. There, who can't fail to be soothed and relaxed by the sound of water. Panic. Hello. Oh yeah, how are you doing, mate? I'm all right. How are you? I forgot yeah, I'm about all right. this. Uh, sorry. I forgot about this. What about recording? Yeah. But you, are you are you getting a bit panicky about it? Oh, segue. Already? No. no, I was just thinking, oh, I'll go and make a cup of tea and watch Pointless. Yeah. And I yeah. get a message from you saying, when do you want to record? I thought, oh, God, <laughs> I've got that sort of sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. I'm glad you're enthusiastic about it anyway. Anyway, if you remember to turn on your microphone this week, you plonker. Uh, yeah, well, I've reconfigured it, so it, uh, that, that shouldn't happen again. So I've got... Um, yeah, because so, I used to have to take it out to put the printer in, but I've, I've rewired it all, so it should, it should all be okay now, mate. You've rewired it all. You're, you're actually trying to make that sound posher than it is, aren't you? Oh, yeah, just no, it's a very simple thing. I was just, I was just being silly beforehand where I wasn't mm. really utilising all the USB ports properly, but now I am. Good. I'm pleased to hear you're utilising your USB ports. <laughs> Let's face it, we all need to be doing that, don't we? We do. In Especially- the modern day. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a sort of a celebration of it. This is this is um, this is the end of season five for us. This is episode twenty six. So um, you know, this, this is two and a half years completed. Are we having a break? Um, got too many things to on my list to to record in for future episodes. Oh, so I thought, no. I thought we perhaps we'd have a holiday for the Queen's Jubilee. <laughs> it's the end of the football season. We could have coincided it with that, couldn't we? <laughs> uh, you, you know, you know our rules about bringing up football. That's it. That's all I'm going to say on, it, on the matter. Yeah, it's, it has broader appeal to uh, celebrate the Queen's Jubilee. It does, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I think we've got we've got bank, extra bank holiday, haven't we? Or an extra holiday? Yeah, I, I always get confused with bank holidays. I forget that they're bank holidays and yeah. I put clients in. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's some street parties being organised for it all, but I'm not really involved on, on any level. We've got one along here. It's a bloody nuisance. We've got to move our cars. Have you? <laughs> It's a small price to pay for celebrating the uh, uh, lovely monarch's reign on the throne for all those years. I can celebrate the monarch's reign on the throne for all those years, but I don't have to do it sitting at a trestle table eating cake. <laughs> no, but you, you, can, um, you can mix with your fellow man. I don't want to. <laughs> you know how I feel about my fellow man. You're in a proper grumpy mood today. Honestly, it's, it's better when we record these Sunday mornings when you're a bit more positive. It is, because I'm, I'm, I've, I've had a... You know, I've had a day of it. <laughs> we'll sort of press through like a proper pro. All right. Yeah, I will do. Yeah. But just just before we start, though, because I'm doing panic attacks, which is all panic or panic attacks. More, is that what you're doing? Panic attacks or panic? Yeah. Panic attacks. Yeah. Okay. Or panic, panic attacks, attacks, really, because uh, it's, which is or a leap Panic on... attacks. Is it, where's the emphasis? Panic attacks or panic attacks? Um, panic attacks. Yeah, on the first word, I think, isn't I it? I think it is panic attacks. Yeah. Should we go with that? Pa- yeah, rather than panic attacks. Yeah. My, my, my daughter always has a go at me when I get the inflection wrong. Does she? Yeah. So if I say the corner shop, she yeah. gets angry. She says, no, it's the corner shop. Oh, a corner or shop. Or is it the other way around? 
Yeah, I'd go. I'd go for the. Um... So that's the problem. That's the problem. See, I don't know. It's just the, I just put the two words together. I don't really think about the inflection. See and how it comes out. Exactly. I mean, if I say corner shop or corner shop, you know what I mean, don't you? Either way, yeah, I do. I don't. I won't. I don't lose sleep over it. Certainly. Exactly. Sorry. Anyway, um, you were saying before we start. Yeah, 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 yeah. Panic attacks, but um, uh, just before we start, before we get on to that, it was just, it's just a quick, quick story um, yeah. that you, you may have seen on the news, which is linked to panic, really, because it was just. It's just a very short um, video clip of a, a passenger with no flying experience uh, had to land a, a plane when the pilot fell ill. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. God, that's my worst. That's that'd be my worst nightmare. That oh, apart from you, jumping out of a plane, you'd feel you'd feel proper panic then, wouldn't you? Well, it's interesting. I expect we're going to come on to this because the reality is probably whilst you were doing it, you wouldn't feel any panic. Probably, yeah, exactly. Well, yes. We are going to be touching on that, but mm. um, um, that, that particular incident happened in Florida, um, mm. which is the same place as the alligator went into someone's house recently. So it, it's dangerous in Florida, isn't it? Yeah. So the the uh, the best advice we can offer is don't move to Florida. Don't move to Florida. I think we've got some listeners. We've got some listeners in Florida. So they actually, if, if anybody's listening to us from Florida, you can yeah. put our minds at rest. <laughs> If we go there, we're not going to be forced to land a plane or have crocodiles wandering into our houses. Or is it alligators? It's an alligator, yes. Different creature, isn't it? They look the same, don't they? Both dangerous. Yeah, you don't want them in your house, either of them, do you? No. Jimmy Nail had crocodile shoes, didn't he? He didn't have alligator shoes, as I recall. Yes. So there would be a different... Perhaps the skin is a bit more supple for your shoe on a crocodile. Perhaps you need an alligator belt. Or handbag. Actually, we shouldn't be talking about any of that because it's awful to make anything out of animal skins. The, I, I, an animal skin looks better on an animal. hundred percent. And I don't think it, I don't people buy that sort of thing anymore, do they? I think the, the demand hopefully would would mean that the, the supply isn't there. I suspect some cock could buy something, wouldn't they, if it was available? I don't like it. Don't like the idea. That's for sure. You'd you'd buy an aardvark watch strap, wouldn't you, if you had the chance? <laughs> I wouldn't. It'd be the last thing I'd do. <laughs> but remember we joked about last week about, because um, this came up in last week's episode, we were talking about panic and stuff, because we were joking about me um, panicking. Oh, in constantly certain, panicking. Yeah, like in social situations, like in the, in the cheese shop where the, where the choice was so wide. And I, I sort of became paralysed with fear as I came to the front of the queue. And I ended up buying to me inappropriately expensive cheese. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then we talked about, that again, in the, in the restaurant recently where I hadn't read the menu and the waiter was sort of staring at me waiting for my order and I panicked and ordered what mm. the person next to me had. Um, and I was thinking about that because on both occasions I was panicking about holding other people up. I think that, yeah. was, that, that was my, that was, it was going through my mind. I just had to get it done quickly mm. because I didn't want to inconvenience others. Mm. But that's, yeah. that's sort of fairly mild, isn't it, with compared to actual panic attacks. Where yes. there's, where there's a, you know, there's a diagnosable condition, isn't there? It works, it's called panic disorder. Mm. So, uh, it's, it's something which is, it, which is very relevant. Yeah. Um, and as I say, it does crop up quite regularly in groups where people have had panic attacks. Um, and I'll, I'll go on to that uh, later on in the episode about the link, but it, it, it comes up a lot. So it's worthwhile us just having a chat about this because I wanted to just go through the definition and the symptoms and I wanted to, to lean on you a bit more heavily towards the end here when we're looking at ways of, of, of combating and treating it because, I, I, you know, psychotherapy and CBT come, seem to come up in the research to the fore. So yeah. I, hope you, I hope you're sort of ready for that, even though you're, you, 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 you are, uh, you'd forgotten all about doing it. 
Well, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, isn't he? So unless we've got any psychotherapists listening, it doesn't really matter what I say. <laughs> You're going to get away with it. I'm probably going to get away with it, aren't I? <laughs> well, I hope someone is there to pull you, pulls you up on it, to sort you right out. <laughs> That's all right. It's a broad church. I'll just say, well, you know, we all have different um, feelings about these things. Sure. Yeah, nicely. Um, nicely. You're moving away from the camera there. I'm sure, I'm sure you can still hear me. I was just I can. I was on. just opening the window. It's getting a bit stuffy in here. All right. I... I um, yeah, just the definition then, I mean, about panic attacks. We're looking at panic attacks at, yep. the, uh, at the moment, just rather than just panic. Um, but it's, it's defined as a sudden episode of intense fear that triggers severe physical reactions, even, even when there is no real danger or apparent cause. And that's, that's, that's quite critical here yeah, as well. Often there isn't. Yeah. It, mm. um, it, it, it seems to be, you know, because they can be very frightening, can't they? They are, yeah, very, very frightening. So when you have panic, when you've had a panic attack, they're so frightening that when you next feel slightly anxious, you kind of create a panic attack in yourself because you're panicking about the thought of having a panic attack. Uh, yeah, and that, that's that's um, that's mentioned in my notes there as to, um, you know, uh, although they, they can be very frightening, you've got to com- you, you've got to remember that um, they're not life threatening, but they feel like they are at the time, don't they? Because it feels like you're sort of, you know, I've had them. Um, you know, I remember one's very specific one, which I'll come on to. It feels like you're sort of losing control, having a heart attack, and yeah. you know, or, or even this, even this fear of dying. You think you're you're on your way out, mm-hmm. and and I think most people have, you know, most people I've spoken to about this seem to pinpoint times in their lives where they perhaps have had one of these mm-hmm. or maybe two, but it mm. is when when they're recurrent, um, mm. you know, unexpected uh, panic attacks and. Over perhaps longer periods as well, they keep keep occurring. But it is that fear that crops up a lot as well—the fear of having another one, because it was, it was such an unpleasant experience. Um, you can you, you fear the next one is on its way, and you mm. try and avoid certain situations. But I think if if it, if it does keep recurring, then you may well have be you may well get a diagnosis of having this panic disorder. Yeah, I mean, part of the you know the fear of it reoccurring is the thing that can make it reoccur. Because yeah. the thing about panic and anxiety, and I know we've spoken about this before with anxiety, but we imagine something, particularly like a panic attack, that it is something that sort of falls upon us from somewhere else. But of course, it can't be, can it? It's something we're creating in ourselves. Yeah, that, that sense of panic that is looming up from somewhere deep within. It is, but I um, I know that um, people that do suffer from a a, a, a a regular reoccurrence, um, they, they'll tell us that it, it affects the quality of their life. Of course, you know, it yeah. starts to become more consuming, and it, yeah. uh, and it is something that um, treatments can be effective. There are ways which I wanted to come on to at the, at the end, but um, that, so there, it's not a, it's not something which once you've got that's it, you're stuck with it forever. There are ways of, of dealing with it and, and looking at it from from a different manner and ways of getting it sorted out. So all is not lost. Um, but when you know, I was looking back and thinking about people that have been spoken to me about their panic, or, or people I've known in the past and I've recognised they've had panic attacks. I remember a, a girl that I knew; she had one while she was in the car driving, mm-hmm. which you know, she didn't expect to come along. But you know, it was, it was that severe; she had to pull over. And luckily, there was a passenger with her that could take over the driving duties and, and drive her off home. Um, and I don't know if you've ever had that situation or been in the situation because I know back in the corporate world, I remember someone having one in a in a business meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where all the where all, all us reps were put, were put together. We were, go, we were going to this to the uh, it, was, it was an event where 
they were, they were talking about targets and this sort of thing. And, and the guy had this complete sort of meltdown, as it were. And it, it turned out, you know, that was diagnosed as a panic attack. Never had one before. And I don't think he had one after. Mm. Um, but, but it came on really suddenly. And I remember from my own point of view, I had one when um, it was just after I'd separated from my wife. So my emotions were all over the show anyway. And I was booked up to go on holiday, just taking my children. Yeah. And I, I had these panic attacks. I had two or three fairly close together. And, you know, the doctor said to me, you know, you, you're going to have to not go on this holiday. It's, it's coming up. So I managed to cancel it and get uh, the insurance paid out. But it was, it was, it was horrible. Um, and luckily, I haven't had any, anything approaching that since. But I remember at the time thinking, this is, this is horrible. Why um, did the doctor say you can't go on the holiday? Was, was it because they were checking out to make sure there wasn't something physical yeah, wrong with you? Oh, yeah, because... I was going to say, because if he knew it was panic and told you not to go, that was terrible advice. It, yes, it would have been. He was, he was concerned there was other stuff. Right. Because, you know, yeah. with, with the dizziness and the tingling mm-hmm. and lightheadedness and all this sort of thing, he was, thought there was perhaps something a little bit more sinister. Mm. So um, he had to get checked out and that sort of thing. So he advised that that wouldn't be a good thing to do at that time. I'm working with someone at the moment, actually, who uh, one of the places that she historically has had panic attacks is in the car. And obviously that is terrifying because you, as you said earlier, you know, nobody ever dies from a panic attack. But what you start telling yourselves is, uh, yeah, I might not die from the panic attack, but if I have a panic attack in a situation like driving when I'm on a motorway, then I might kill myself. Yeah. And then, then of course, what does that do? That makes your... Uh, preponderance toward anxiety and panic even greater so and, the, and, and there have been several times when someone's had a panic attack in my clinic room when, when we've been in, in the middle of a session yeah are they panicking about what you're going to likely bring up no or? no I don't think so I mean it's like you were saying earlier you know often they'll just uh, they'll overcome someone and, and that person will just you, you know you might can you can see someone change in front of your eyes yeah and uh, they don't know where it's come from. It might have been something that's been said that's triggered something in them unconsciously, but often it just comes out of nowhere. That's what makes panic so terrifying. Yeah. And it, and or again, if you're in a cheese shop, that's the other place it can happen. Was- <laughs> you're trying to get your hands on some camembert and you end up buying some strange smelling no, Norwegian. Norwegian beaver cheese. Exactly. And yeah. that, was, that was exactly what, what, what happened. But that was, I didn't see it as a panic attack particularly. It, was, it, it would have approached one <laughs> if, if, if it had been any worse. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a panic attack. It was very funny, but it wasn't a panic attack. No, it wasn't. Um, but, um, when, when they do strike, I mean, it's um, the, the symptoms, which I wanted to just, just look at uh, in case anyone's interested in the symptoms. But I, I remember from my own point of view, I, I, I felt very fatigued afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but it, 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 the ones I had, um, they only lasted, you know, a few minutes um, and subsided. But I remember feeling quite exhausted afterwards and it was, it was, it was horrible. I don't, I don't know if you've had one or, or, or been in a position where you've, you've felt I, that. I don't think I have. I can't, if I have, I can't remember having one. But yeah, the, the thing, you know, the reason that, another reason that they're so debilitating is because they strike you know, they have a behavioural impact, they have a physical impact and they have an emotional impact. Yeah. So the physical impact um, will create that sense of exhaustion anyway. You'll be kind of emotionally exhausted as well as being kind of physically exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but some, yeah, quite. And some of the symptoms, which again, some I can relate to. Um, so on the research I was doing, things like uh, the pounding heart rate, which I remember, because you, yep. you literally think like you're having a heart attack. Which mm-hmm. I, I know people have have rung, uh, you know, for an ambulance at that point. 
And what do you think it does to your panic when you think you're having a heart attack? It's going to raise it, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> That's it. It's like if you've got, if you think, if you say, oh, I'm having a heart attack, I'm having a heart attack, then your panic is only going one way. Then it just becomes, you know, you start throwing fuel on the fire. I'm not suggesting that anyone when they feel like that can say, oh, no, it's okay. This is a panic attack. But, you, you know, that's why they become so, you know, so powerful so quickly. It, it, they do. And I think other, um, other symptoms seem to be, and again, I can sort of relate, it's a sort of sweating and trembling and shaking. Yeah. But it, it was the shortness of the breath. I remember that as well. And, and that sort of tightness in the throat, which, which is just horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when it comes on suddenly, without warning especially the first one you have you think my god what is this so it, it is nasty and it is that the lightheadedness and the faintness that i that i found horrible to deal with as well and there's sort of a tingling sensations and the numbness which again which the doctor was quite concerned about which i so i had to have tests and that's what that's what is diagnosed but but i remember also and i've talked to other people about this this, this feeling of detachment mm-hmm. you know away from the from the reality of what's 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 going on mm-hmm it's a real weird, real, real weird feeling, and and again, when you in the research, looking at the causes, um, it's not really known why that is. You know, they, they can they've looked at genetic links, um, and they've looked at links to the major stresses and um, or people that have that temperament where you know they, they tend to be more sensitive to stress or prone to negative emotions. It tends to be they panic attacks can stem from from that, um, or if they've got a history of uh, of trauma. Or childhood abuse—that seems to be—that seems to come up a lot when you look at the research as well. You know, they can all play a role, but they, they can't pin anything down particularly. Or the medical profession can't at the moment to say this is when it's going to happen or this is why it happens. It's just yeah. really dealing with the fallout. Exactly. That's again, that's one of the reasons why they're so difficult because you can't see them coming, don't know where they've come from, and if you can't see them coming, don't know where they've come from. It's good, that's going to raise your anxiety about them happening again. Yeah, it is. Which, really, which increases their likelihood. Yeah. I mean, I wanted, wanted to come on to the treatments. Just before I wanted to get, get to that point, I wanted to look at um, things we've got to be aware of if you don't get it treated, if you just let it carry on and don't do anything about it. Um, because it can lead to, you know, development of phobias, you know, like, you know, fear of driving, as we talked about there, which is very relevant, or, or uh, agoraphobia as well. Mm. you're leaving home in case you have a panic attack you know you mm. prefer to have one in the comfort of your own home and so people become very agoraphobic if they don't, if they don't deal with it um, um another things that they can lead to is think, well mental disorders like like depression or other psychiatric disorders like suicidal thoughts and um, but it can lead to um alcohol and substance misuse as well so um and I yeah, know that they're people, always they're always escaping, aren't they? They are. They are exactly right. And it, it's it's um, again, you we get back to that old uh, the, the old discussion you can have is whether that mental health issue causes people to reach for alcohol and and, and drugs and other substance misuse um, uh, patterns, or whether or whether it's the other way around. But I mm, think it's they, both, isn't it? Yeah, they certainly don't help each other. They feed off each other. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we do about that? We know that we know what the symptoms are now. We know what roughly what um, what happens if we don't treat it. But uh, but again, when when I looked at the research, the, the treatment because it's it's not an exact science. They're talking about obviously the GP can help. You know some some medications can be effective. Um, but it, but it seemed to be that the, the, the number one go to was you know get yourself a good psychotherapist and get and and, uh, and some CBT help. Yeah, I think therapy is is a 
is a great place to start with panic attacks for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, CBT is a good approach because it is dealing with, um, you know, very much with the behavior, unless there is a kind of clear and obvious reason why you're having panic attacks. But as we've said before, you know, often they've come out of nowhere, they've appeared from nowhere. So it does become more a case of uh, creating strategies to avoid your thinking getting out of control and worsening them. So the other thing that's really, you can be really useful with panic attacks and that's um, hypnotherapy. And so so if, I, if, if I came along to you, um, obviously you'd turn me away because you know me better. I'm full. <laughs> if someone, all right, if, 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 if person A came along to you and said, look, I keep having these panic attacks, what can I do? What, what, can, what strategies can, what should I be doing to, to, to overcome these? What would you say to those people? It, I mean, it's, it's, I know it's probably not a very satisfying answer, but for me, it would completely depend on the circumstance. So, for instance, the person that I'm that I was talking about earlier who has panic attacks in in the car. Um, in that case, the panic was affecting every element of her life. Really, unable to go out, unable to do anything with the children, unable to drive anywhere, unable to go on public transport. So I, so on the one hand, it kind of depends how severe it is. Set the second thing that I think is relevant is um, trying to find out if there are any obvious links between what's going on and things that have happened, you know, whether it be trauma, recent, distant past or whatever. And then I think it becomes, there's kind of, I suppose there are two thrusts to it. One is trying to help someone, um, increase the belief in belief in themselves that they can overcome it because that's part of the battle okay. yeah you, know, you were saying earlier it's, it's panic is not something you have to live with forever yeah well you've got to believe that you yeah. have to believe you know because some people have struggled with it for years and years and years and you have to develop the self-belief that no this is a temporary thing i can overcome that so part of the work is that and i think part of the work is kind of systematic systematically trying to dismantle and find strategies to, you know, behave in what doesn't feel like the instinctive way when it's actually happening. Because when you start to have a panic attack, you just want to, um, you feel like you're unable to do anything. You just want to mm. close, close up. You just want to get away from everything, you know, curl into a ball, cry, whatever it might be. And, um, what, what you're really, what you really need to do in those sorts of situations is find different strategies that don't, uh, encourage the anxiety. Don't encourage the panic. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, what what would an example of that be then? Well, so let's say uh, taking that example you gave earlier. If you're someone who has had a panic attack driving, mm. then it's likely that your fear will be, "Oh, ne- the, I won't drive now. Or I don't want to drive anywhere because I'm fearful that I'm going to have a panic attack." You start to work with that person in terms of. Okay, well, let's think about what you would do if you were in a car and you did start to feel panic. Because immediately everything screams to you, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. But let's stop for a second and think about, you know, what is your risk? You you know, you're not actually at any physical or uh, you're not actually at any physical risks. There is nothing that you're actually needing to escape from. And you know, when people have had panic attacks in my clinic room in the past, I'll just sit and let the panic pass. You know, I'll say to them, it's okay. It's gonna, it's all right. You're having a panic attack. It will pass. And what we lose when we're having a panic attack is the ability to remind ourselves of that. 
it's like you, you feel this sense of panic. You start having a panic attack and you go missing on yourself. It's like, oh, I'm getting out of here because I, I can't deal with this. Whereas what you actually need to be able to do is to kind of develop this ability to self-soothe. So I think a lot of the work is, is about that. You can't stop it. There's nothing you can do to suddenly stop it happening. But if you can, if you are able to tell yourself, okay, this is horrible, really horrible, terribly uncomfortable, but it will pass. And you can kind of soothe yourself from that perspective. Even if you um, manage to kind of talk yourself out of a panic attack a little bit quicker than it, you would normally have experienced it, it's a success. Yeah. It's like you, you speaking before about um, dealing with a craving when you're in yeah. recovery. Yeah. It's horrible, I imagine, having a craving. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. So you, and the only way to deal with it is to move yourself through it, trying to ease and soothe and comfort yourself through it. And it's the same with a panic attack. But you also mentioned about hypnotherapy, which something I haven't um, come across, certainly the research. Is that, is it, is this anything you can expand on that as to why that works or, or, or how it would work? Well, one of the things that happens, you, you mentioned it a few minutes ago, one of the things that happens with panic is that um, as you're panicking, your breathing goes to pot. Right, you, know, yeah, you start yeah. to breathe in a very kind of shallow way. Yeah. And, and I know that, you know, some people will say, oh, well, when you're having a panic attack, take deep breaths. We well, can't do that. If you've ever had a panic attack, the, 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 no. telling yourself to take deep breaths will increase your panic. Yeah. <laughs> because you'll find that you can't take deep breaths yeah. and you'll think, oh, I'm going to stop breathing. I'm going to die. So what, one, of the, one of the ways in which hypnotherapy can help, you know, there are kind of various uh, techniques for distraction where even though you're kind of in the midst of panic, you wouldn't be able to necessarily do it when you're in the midst of a panic attack, but that you can, you can do a number of different breathing exercises that tend to calm you down when you're feeling a level of anxiety. And what happens is that the more you use those, they become like a muscle that you become kind of uh, more resilient to those feelings of anxiety and panic. So that when panic comes, you're not suddenly accelerating away to the point where you feel, oh, I've got no control over this because you've already kind of got used to going through a process and a routine whereby you start to relax yourself a little bit more. So that's kind of the way that hypnotherapy works and helps. So yeah, which again, it sounds uh, um, an interesting way of, of dealing with it. But I think the, the, um, the overall recommendation would be to, you know, if you, if you do have panic attacks and do get some help quite quickly because you can then start to deal with it. You can recognize how they're going to become and get those techniques in place before, before these things happen. Yeah, I, 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 as you said, I think, you know, people, when they struggle with things like panic attacks, particularly when they come out of nowhere, they think, oh, that's it. I, I'm, I'm never going to be able to get free of this. But it really comes from the self-belief that we develop, that this thing that feels as if it's all conquering and completely overpowering is coming from within you. And if it's coming from within you, then it stands to reason that if you are able to kind of pull the right levers and press the right buttons, then you will be able to get it under some sort of control. And of course, as soon as you start to feel like you're controlling panic, then you're on, you are very much on the uh, road to recovery because it can't then hijack you in quite the same way as it had previously. Good. In fact, there's a, there's a hypnotherapeutic technique. I've not used it very much. I have used it, but not very often that um, actually convinces you to be able to bring on a panic attack. Because if you can bring a panic attack upon yourself, then it stands to reason that you can then choose not to. 
Oh, I see. Okay. So part of the reason that hypnotherapy is quite helpful with um, panic is because it's all—it's kind of all rooted in unconscious thought, isn't it? We don't know where they come from, so no. by definition, it's unconscious. Good info. There you go. So, so even in your time of feeling a bit tired on a Monday Eve, you can still you can still pull stuff out of the bag. Yeah, got to, haven't you? <laughs> so I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. In fact, I'm grateful for it. Nice. Oh, God, see I haven't thought of see, anything. See where I was going there? Yeah, I've just realised I haven't thought of anything I'm grateful for. I'd, well, I'm going to be grateful there. I'm gonna, I'll start then, shall I? give you a chance yeah. to think. Yeah. I'm, great, I'm grateful for the... Um, we, had a, we had a sober trip with the Aspire to Be recovery community crew down to um, Sandgate on Sunday and a walk along to Folkestone where the, where the weather was glorious. So I was very grateful for that. I was very grateful for everyone got down safely, had a safe trip and got home safely again. And everyone seemed to have a really good time. So there's really grateful for that. It all went off without hitch because although I'd sort of organized it, I still felt I had this, I had the feeling perhaps things could go wrong, um, but, but nothing did. And so, did, yeah, you, did you feel, did you feel a great sense of responsibility? Yeah, I was starting to panic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, yeah, I did feel a bit responsible, but it was a very simple thing. It, it, there's not much good go wrong, really. It's just really meeting up, going for a walk, having some fish and chips and coming home. No, but it's a bit like having a party, isn't it? When you yeah. have a party, you think, oh, I wonder if everyone's going to come. I wonder if they're yeah, going to Yeah, exactly. I wonder if I'll get the cigarette burns out of my carpet. You know, yeah. That sort of stuff. Uh, yes. Well, no, no one misbehaved. Everyone was responsible and everyone had a good time. So I was very grateful for that. Did you have um, cotton chips? I had a battered sausage, actually, if you're, whilst you're asking. That's yeah. disgraceful. Yeah, you can't yeah. go to a fish and chip shop on the coast of the United Kingdom and not have fish, can not you? It's fish, outrageous. Well, I don't, I, to be honest, I, I'm a bit snobby when it comes to fish. I'm a bit, I, 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 like, I don't like them in, I don't like it in batter. No, I think it, I think it detracts from the, from the quality of the fish. And so, <laughs> no, I don't. Can you ask them to poach a piece for you? <laughs> well, if, yeah, it's, you see, I'm, I'm much more of a, a skate wing man. Or, you can uh, get a skate wing in a fish and chip shop. They, well, they, you, you, they don't do it. It, 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 it's never, it never tastes very nice. In a restaurant, in which it's done properly with, uh, with you know, butter and capers, it's just it's about right. So, mm, go um, on, listen to you. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, and I really don't, but I know what I like fish-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can. You should only eat skate in the winter, shouldn't you? I think. I don't know about that. I don't yeah, know if I think. It's, I think. It's seasonal. I, well, I think you should. I think you should only have skate if there's an R in the month. So don't be eating in May. Okay. Or I'll June. Try. Or July. Okay. Well, I'll, or August. I August. I just whenever I go to a restaurant, it's on the menu. I have it. It's my my mm. go-to if it's available because I don't have it any other time. So I'm pretty sure it isn't. It's not at its best. Certainly not fresh in the summer months. Okay. So there's a little bit of free advice for you. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no, I've, I've been I might uh, be completely wrong about that. You also. probably are, but it, sounded, it was a good story. You convinced me. Mm. <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah, well, there you go. You see, that's the power of hypnotherapy. You did it to me over there. <laughs> look into my eyes, look into my eyes, not around the eyes. There's a bit of that going on virtually. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what about yeah. yourself then? Have you thought of anything that is... Um, yeah, my, my, I, I thought, well, I, I need to tap into something here, see what I can find. And the thing that came up for me was um, patience. Pa- 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 okay. Right. So I'll, let me put a little bit of context around yeah. that. Last year, um, when I was growing vegetables in the garden, um, it, was, it was a lousy year. I mean, the weather wasn't very good last summer, but I was a bit... I wasn't very diligent in terms of looking after my plants and, uh, and taking care of them. 
Uh, because that does take a lot of patience. You know, if you want to if you want to grow stuff in your garden, you have to show a bit of patience, mm. waiting for the things to come up, waiting for them to kind of grow and pot them on and all the rest of it. And historically, I've not been very good at that. And so this year, I sort of said to myself, right, if you're going to grow stuff, you're going to have to show a little bit of patience. And so far, I've managed to do that. So I'm quite grateful for finding that in myself, uh. even to the extent that in the mornings, I'll go out with my little enamel mug and I'll fill it up with slugs and snails and put them in the garden waste bin. Do you? Yeah, because they're little buggers for eating my vegetables so and I don't pro- like it. So you're really properly looking after them this time and you've got the patience to do that on a, on a, exactly. on a daily basis. Exactly. It takes, takes a bit of effort, but, uh, you know, patience feels like a good thing to be grateful for because we all need it in different ways at different times, don't we? We do. We do, as, and I, as Gary Barlow said, didn't he? We all he did say. Was the song actually just called Patience? It was called Patience. Was it? Was that Gary Barlow? Was that Take That? I'm not sure. I probably one of his solo ones, but I'm because uh, uh, I know you love it's, Take That, don't you? Not really, but I, some of the I like. So, oh, yeah, one or two. That's probably out. Oh, I could put that in the bands that I like, but never bought any of their stuff. Take that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't actually like them that much. They're okay. They're okay, yeah. but but. Um, Yes. So Spotify search, the only, what I wanted to put in there, which was um, um, the group called Rip Rig and Panic. Okay. I'll put them on there because they did a track on the young ones many years ago called You're My Kind of Climate. And I loved it at the time. I loved it now. It was the first time I come across Nana Cherry because she was obviously in Rip Rig and Panic. Hmm. That was, uh, yes. Anyway, so, um, yeah, the last bit really is that the bands we like, but we've never purchased any of their material. Have you thought of one this week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, take that. <laughs> okay. Sort of, uh, you've sort of used that right now. Yeah. Just well, I've used, tell you why I've used it because mm. I mean, I, I perhaps it's slightly disingenuous. I'm not sure I would buy, take that album, but they, there's some, he does write a good tune, Barlow. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Uh, so I've got sneaking I respect. If, I think if you sort of lined up all the take that tracks, um, that I'd heard over the years, I'd probably be able to make easily an album's worth. So that you know, well, we, we're not allowed a greatest hits, but um, no. yeah, I think that's a reasonable selection for me. On um, thought up on the on the spot on the hoof. Thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for tipping me that one. I tip yeah, so I can't use that now. No, I know. I've I've got Supergrass down anyway. I thought you were going to say Super Tramp. <laughs> that would never be on, on my list. <laughs> Supergrass, yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. Uh, what was that really famous one they had? Uh, all right. Oh, I can't stand that. My God. Pumping, on, those... your st- pumping on your stereo? No, it is all right, isn't it? It's, uh, which, yeah. it's just odd, really, because t- as far as I'm concerned, it completely isn't all right. Yeah, I think it's, a very, it's, a very, it's more than an all right track. It's a great track. It's one of those songs that makes me want to punch something when I hear it. D- does it? Okay, well, I'll have to remember not to be playing that when I'm in your company. In fact, that might be a feature we could introduce at some point. Songs that make you want to be violent when you hear them. Uh, I'm not keen on that idea. Because <laughs> the, the other one that springs to mind is, um, what's that awful wet, wet, wet song? I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. well, that, oh, went, that was God. number one for about three years, wasn't it? It was awful. It was number one for three years too long, let me tell you. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even one of their songs, was it? It was a cover version. Mm, terrible, terrible. Yeah, so you can keep Supergrass. I'm not, I'm not, you know, you're welcome to them. Thank you. So that's about it, mate. All wrapped up. Good. We, that was that was uh, that was effective, wasn't it? 
It was, well, yeah, well, for a Monday night, we're all we're fatigued after being at work all day, but managed to pull out the last one of episode five, last, sorry, season five. Yeah, so we should have some sort of celebration, shouldn't we? Season six starts um, next week. Shouldn't we have a rap party? We'll have a pitch invasion. <laughs> Stop all... talking about bloody football. <laughs> That's it, the season's over. Right, all right, see you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Here's a little uh, breathing exercise you can do if you feel panicked or you're prone to anxiety. If you're driving when you're listening to this, it's probably best to stop listening at this point and listen later because this exercise does require you to shut your eyes, which is not the best strategy when you're in control of a car. So sit somewhere comfortable or lie down Make sure you won't be disturbed for a few minutes. Close your eyes and concentrate on your breathing. But don't try and change it. Don't try to breathe more slowly or deeply. Just let your breathing be what it is. Be aware of your breathing for a few moments until you become familiar with its rhythm. And then focus. Focus on every in-breath. Every breath you breathe into your body and as you do so, think of a colour you really like. Maybe your favourite colour. Imagine breathing this colour in with every breath you breathe in. Imagine filling your lungs with this colour. And then think about all the emotions and feelings you'd most like to experience right now. Maybe peace calm, maybe strength and resilience, maybe you need to feel hopeful, happier. Imagine breathing all of these feelings in with the colour, imagine filling your lungs with the colour and those feelings. And then turn your attention to your out-breath and think of a colour you don't like. Imagine breathing that colour out every time you breathe out. Every time you breathe out, you breathe that colour out and then think of all the feelings and emotions you most want to get rid of. Maybe you want to be rid of anxiety and stress. Maybe you want to let go of fear, sadness. Maybe you need to breathe out anger. Imagine breathing all of those emotions out with the colour every time you breathe out. And keep doing this for a few more moments. Breathe in the good colour and the positive emotions. Breathe out the negative colour and the negative emotions. Breathe in the good. Breathe out the bad. Breathe in the good. Breathe out the bad. And then when you're done, open your eyes and see what impact that has on your stress and your anxiety. Sideways was created by Graham Landy and Martin Pankhurst. If you want to read more about our work or sort through the extensive archive of past episodes, 
just visit grahamlandywellbeing.co.uk forward slash sideways podcast. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram at Sideways Podcast. And you can email us if you have a question or if there's something you'd like us to cover. But most of all, we want to tell you how grateful we are that you come and listen. And we ask that if you've enjoyed what you've heard, that you spread the word. And we'll see you next week.